This is Couch and Coffee Table. I am your fellow couch surfer and head lounger, Michael Perry. For this week, we're going to do some more of the Screen Guild Theater, sometimes known as the Screen Guild Players, as in today's episode. And for today's episode, we're going to be doing an adaptation, the Screen Guild Theater's adaptation, excuse me, of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, starring Danny Kaye and Virginia Mayo in their original roles from the film. So, here is the Screen Guild Theater with The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, starring Danny Kaye and Virginia Mayo. It aired on November 3rd, 1947. Hollywood, Camel Cigarettes presents the Screen Guild Players. Our stars, Danny Kaye and Virginia Mayo. Our play, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Our sponsors, Camel Cigarettes. Experience is the best teacher. Try a camel. Let your own experience tell you why more people are smoking camels than ever before. Yes, put your choice of a cigarette up to your T-zone. That's tea for taste and tea for throat. Your true proving ground for any cigarette. And see if you don't decide that camels suit your T-zone to a T. And now, Camel Cigarettes presents the Screen Guild Players and Samuel Goldwyn's delightful comedy, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, based on the classic story by James Thurber, and starring in their original roles, Danny Kaye as Walter Mitty and Virginia Mayo as the girl. The Camel Screen Guild Players in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Walter, you were daydreaming again. Red light, Walter. I'm oh. sorry, Mother. 
Besides, you haven't been listening to a single word I said. Oh, yes, I have, Mother. You said I was up to 35, and you don't like me to drive more than 30. Not that. I mean the things I want you to get me in town. Did you write them down? Oh, it isn't necessary, Mother. I I'll remember them. Oh, no, you won't. You'll be sure and write them in your little black book before you get on that train. Number two thread, sock stretchers, a new mismatcher bowl, a can of Glimo floor wax, a cheese maker, and... Green light, Mother. Oh. I didn't mean to interrupt, but if I miss that train, I'll be awful late for work. Now then, gentlemen, your attention, please. I've called this meeting to inform you that Pierce Publications is forging a new link in its chain. Ours is a great and proud list of magazines. Racy detective stories, astounding adventure stories, terror stories, wild confessions, frontier stories, uh... uh exotic love stories. Exotic love stories. And sensational murder. And sensational murder. Look, Mitty, when I need your help, I'll ask for it. Yes, Mr. Uh, now, gentlemen, a new and untapped field of fiction has come to my attention. Starting next month, we go to press with a new baby. Hospital love story. Brilliant, she ought to uh, Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, well, what do you think, Mitty? Oh, I've always liked it, Mr. Pierce. Remember, I suggested the idea in a memorandum last month. Oh, that. I had this idea two years ago. Uh, now, gentlemen, here's the type of stories we want. Hospital love stories, romance in the operating room, handsome young interns, beautiful blonde nurses. You can't get too many and blonde nurses. surgical genius, Dr. Mitty, edited the hush of the operating room. Silence broken only by the huge anesthetizing machine going to pocket and to pocket and to pocket. There were whispered introductions. Dr. Remington, Dr. Renshaw, Dr. Pritchard Mitford of London, Dr. Walter Mitty. Pleasure, sir. Read your book on streptophycosis, Dr. Mitty. A brilliant performance, sir. Thank you. Didn't know you were in the States, Mitty. Coles to Newcastle bringing me here for a test You are very kind. Listen. The anesthetizer machine is giving way, and there's no one in the East who can fix it. Quiet, man. Nurse, give me a fountain pen. There, that will hold for ten minutes. Get on with the operation. Good heavens, Coriopsis has sent in. Poor devil. Mitchell, would you take over? If you wish, gentlemen, except there's only one chance, the Vienna tray pan. Not the Operation Heinzelman performed on a rabbit. Precisely. What? With your right arm in a sling? Oh, it's nothing, doctor, only a multiple fracture. I'll do the operation with my left hand. What's the blood pressure, nurse? 30 over 80. We'll have to work fast. Scalpel. Scalpel. Sponge. Sponge. Sock stretcher. Sock stretcher. Mix master. Mix master. <laughs> Number two thread. Observe me closely, gentlemen. The incision is made at the Adam's apple. Then a transverse section to the avocado. Then suture the banana lengthwise. There. That does it. Doctor, do you think... Well, he... There, there, Miss Cartwright. Your brother will play the violin again. I've just grafted new fingers on him. Dr. Mitty, you're wonderful. And you, my dear, may I say you are... Mitty! I'd like an answer to my question. Pocketer, pocketer, pocketer. Pocketer? What in the name of Sam? Oh, 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 I was just thinking, Mr. Pierce, we could put out a pocket size edition. Pocket size edition? Yes, sir, for, um, for midget. Now, Mr. Mitty... You'd better stop that daydreaming and get busy on these proofs. 
I want them read and corrected by tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. If I can't finish them by five, sir, I'll, I'll put them in my briefcase and take them home. Well, just be sure they're in your briefcase when you bring it back. Yes, sir, I will. Hmm. Pocket-sized edition. Not a bad idea. Oh, gosh, nine o'clock. That train would have to be late this morning. I'll bet Mr. Pierce is waiting right now. I'd better take a cab. Darling! Oh, huh? darling! Who? Excuse me, you shouldn't kiss me like that. I mean, not in public when I, I don't even know who you are. Please, please help me. There's a man over there. He's been following me. Oh. Darling, oh. it's the loveliest bracelet in the world. Come on, we'll go to the dressmakers together. Here's a cab. Get in. Oh, well, what's that? A um, uh, uh, matcher? Yes. Driver, Pier 47, North River. Pier 47, right. Oh, excuse me, but I've got to get to work. I'm late. It's after nine. I'll drop you off. Where do you go? The Pierce building, 43rd and Madison. And look, will you tell him to hurry, please? I, I, I could get in an awful lot of trouble. I must say you've been very quiet. You haven't said a word in the last ten blocks. You didn't ask me anything. <laughs> you know, you have a good face. Hmm? You have a good face. Oh, thank you. You've got one, too. I think I can trust you, Mr. Uh, Mitty, Walter Mitty. My name is Rosalind Van Horn. I need your assistance. Will you help me, please? Me? How? I'm on my way to meet the Grips home. I'm being followed, and I'm frightened. You're frightened? Yes. And you want me to help you? Yes. Gosh. I wouldn't have to worry if you were along. Oh, well, I guess I could take care of myself in a pinch. I do a little boxing at the Y, and believe me, I'd like to see any man... Oh, you're should... very kind. Driver, never mind the Pierce building. Go right to the Grips' home. Yes, go right to the Grips' home. I'm... Oh, whoa, wait a minute. What am I saying? I'm, I'm late for work. Stop. Stop, driver. Uh, there's my office right now. Goodbye. Uh, here's my share of the cab, driver. I'm awfully sorry. So am I. All right, driver. Uh, gee, it would have been nice. But Mr. Pierce is waiting for those proofs, and I... Proofs? My briefcase, I left it in that cab. Taxi! Taxi! Where to, bud? Uh, Pier 47 to make it fast. Well, so you are little Rosalind, and I'm really here in New York. Are you still surprised? It is also incredible. When they bombed Rotterdam, you thought your uncle was... You'll find Uncle Peter very much alive and anxious to see you. This way, Carl. I have a taxi waiting. Here. You are sure you came here unobserved? Yes, I'm quite sure. Now, just get in the car. Hey, oh, Miss Van Horn! Miss oh, Van Horn, wait! Where in the world? Uh, my briefcase. I, I left it in your cab. Oh. <sighs> I followed you all the way down here. Oh, I'm sorry I put you to all that trouble. Mr. Mitty, uh, this is Mr. Carl Monson. How do you do? How do you do? Uh, young man, isn't this your briefcase here on the seat? Yes, it is. I'll just grab it and we'll... Oh, go... please, we're in a dreadful hurry. Would you help the driver with the luggage? Oh, gee, I'm late, too. I've got to oh, get we'll back... Oh, we'll drop you off, please. Well, okay, sure. Hey, driver, look. Let's take the steamer trunk first, uh, huh? Got it? Got it, Mr. Yeah, right back here. Baggage right. Oh, that's fine. Here are two small bags, too. It's a good thing I did a little weightlifting down at the Y. Well, yeah. I think that, that's just about everything. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't see anything else, Miss Van Horn. Now, let's get going in. Oh, look, your friend must have fallen asleep. Yes, he's very tired. He's been under such a strain. Try to not, not to awake him when you get in. Okay. I'll try to move him over a little. Carl. Carl, move over a little. <coughs> Carl! You'll wake him up. What's the matter, anything wrong? Look! Blood all over his shirt. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blood, 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 blood? Is, is he, uh, I'm, I'm... I'm afraid so. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. 
So well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's 10 o'clock. I've never been this late before in my life. What are we going to do? Driver. Ma'am? Driver, take us to the nearest police station. Hey, Sergeant, Sergeant, something terrible's happened. This young lady and myself. What young lady? This young lady right here at... Hey, she's gone. She was here just a minute ago. Right here, huh? Well, sure, we came in here to report a m- 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 murder. A murder? Yes, we have the body outside in a taxi cab. Well, come on. Right out there in front of the station. Honest, it all happened so suddenly. I was... What taxi cab? Well, right out there in the... Well, it was right there. I drove up with a girl in green, and we left the body out there in a taxi cab. In a pink taxi cab? No, no, a yellow one. And the girl was in blue? No, no, green. Mm-hmm. Just as I thought. This is a case for Scotland Yard. Oh, no, really, Sergeant. Honestly, her name was Rosalind Van Horn, and she said I had a nice face. Well, you have a nice face. Now go home and sleep it off. I I can't. I tell you, I can't. Well, why not? Well, don't you understand? I'm late for work. In just a moment, you'll hear Virginia Mayo and Danny Kaye in Act Two of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. You know, I have a sneaking suspicion that most of us are secretly a bit like Walter Mitty. When life becomes a little trying, we like to get away from it all by daydreaming. Of course, Walter had it all over most of us. He found real-life adventure even better than his daydream. Well, now, come to think of it, there was one trying experience most people went through some time ago that did have its advantages for many people. That was the wartime cigarette shortage. Sure, it was annoying when you couldn't get your favorite cigarette. But what happened? People had a real adventure in smoking. Yes, sir, people smoked whatever brands they could get. Smoked brand after brand, more brands perhaps than they'd normally try in a lifetime. And they compared all those cigarettes. Compared them for flavor, for mildness, for all-round smoking pleasure. And then came the happy ending. Thousands and thousands of people discovered that for them, one cigarette stood out above all others. Camel. Yes, smokers found that for rich, full flavor, it's camel. For cool mildness, it's camel. For all-round smoking pleasure, it's Camel. Result? More people are smoking Camels than ever before. Experience is the best teacher. Try a Camel yourself. And remember, Camels by the carton are the best buy. Yes, Camels by the carton save money and cut down your chances of running out of your favorite cigarette. Back to our stars, Danny Kaye and Virginia Mayo. It's later in the morning now, after 11, and Walter Mitty is safely back in his own private office. At least it's private until Mr. Pierce comes storming in. Mitty! Oh, hello, Mr. Pierce. I was just... Uh, are you uh, certainly are keeping bankers hours? Well, I have a good excuse, Mr. Pierce. I had to go and meet the grips home to get my briefcase. I was with a beautiful girl, and coming back, a man was murdered. Murdered right next to us in a taxi cab. And then they all disappeared. They all disappeared. Yes, sir. Mitty, why don't you tell the truth? You fell asleep on the train. You were daydreaming. No, sir, I and wasn't. And I haven't time for any excuses. Now, where are those proofs? Oh, right here, sir. All read and correct. I'll just take them out of my briefcase and, uh... What's that little black book? This? Oh, this is my memorandum book. When I shop for my mother, I always write... Oh, uh, never it. mind. Uh, get busy on sensational murders. Uh, sensational m- m- murders? Yes, sir. And doctor up that knifing story. Lord Settle has only stabbed once. Had him stabbed front oh. and back oh. and in the side. No, you... Save the heart for last. <laughs> we always give our readers their money's worth. What's the matter, Mitty? You sick or something? Uh, yes, sir. 
or something. Yeah. Get down and get yourself a cup of coffee. Oh, I, I can't, sir. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't? Well, well I can't drink coffee. I couldn't, couldn't I make it milk? One glass of milk. Want anything with it? No, no, thanks. I'll take it straight. Right. <laughs> you know, more people should get on this milk routine. That's all I drank in the Army. Oh, was it? I was in the Air Force. Oh, really? Yeah, we were trained by one of them top British aces. He's the one tipping me off to the milk. Mm. He said the coffee jangled the nerves. Of course, I never did get overseas. But if I had, I'd have been ready for them. Fire dive through the clouds. Machine guns belching lead. Oblivious to the ominous pockets of the pockets of his failing issues. Wing Commander Walter Mitty, the most feared man in the entire RAF Desert Patrol, shot down the messageman and hit it for home. Good news, men. Commander Mitty's back. He made it. Good old Mitty made it. There he is, coming in now. My tail, Cap. How many did you bag this time? Only five this time. <laughs> well done, Mitty. Thank you, Colonel. That makes 73, doesn't it? No, 71, actually. Two are only probables, you know. What, a brandy old man? Thank you, sir. I say, Mitty, you're wounded. Oh, it's nothing, sir. Nothing? The whole side of your head is caved in. <laughs> Just a scratch, sir. I set the ears myself. Priceless <laughs> fellow. I wish we had more like you. Thank you, sir. I say, sir, is anything troubling you, sir? Young Bentley Wyndham. He's got a case of nerves, and I promised the general we'd get that ammunition dump. Oh, bad luck, sir. <laughs> Is it vital? Vital. The whole desert campaign depends on it. Oh, I see. Put young Bentley Wyndham to bed, sir. I'll fly his mission. You? Why, you haven't had your clothes off in three days. I know, sir. But we only live once. Or do we? Quartet. More brandy. Oh, if you don't worry. I know how much you like. Oh, you are so brave. So strong. So handsome. You like Cosette, no? Oh, rather. <laughs> then maybe you will kiss Cosette and uh, let her know how much you like. Hey. You want another glass of milk? Hmm? I just asked. Uh, do you want another glass of milk? Oh, no, 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 thanks. I've got to get back to the office. Here you are. Thanks. Be seeing you. Okay. Mr. Mitty. Mr. Mitty, please. Why, Miss Van Horn. Your office said I could find you down here. I had to see you and explain. Oh, what happened? Where did you disappear to? I went to phone my uncle, and he advised me to leave. Uncle? Uncle who? My uncle Peter. Peter Van Horn. He was head of the Royal Museum in Rotterdam. He left just before the Nazi invasion. Well, that seems like a sensible time to leave. <laughs> yes, but first he hid all the national art treasures in hundreds of obscure places. Oh, oh well, then there's nothing to worry oh, about. Oh, but there is. The hiding place of each article is recorded in a little black book. And the boot will do anything to get hold of it. The, the boot? Yes, they call him that because he has a bad foot. His uh, real name is Wilhelm Krunk. That's why Carl Marston was killed today. Oh. The boot must have thought he had the book. Well, who does have it? Nobody knows. But Uncle thought I ought to warn you. He'd like to talk to you, too. Oh, well, sure, sometime. But 
I'm awfully busy today. I have got to stick pretty close to the office. Oh, but you'll be having me, uh, leaving me off to have your lunch. No, no, no. I never eat lunch. Oh, well, that's fine. We'll be expecting you then. 1027 Riverside Drive. Oh, Mr. Mitty, you kept your promise. I'm so glad you came. You know, I've been doing some thinking on the way over. If your uncle is looking for... Say, uh, where is your uncle? You must excuse him for not coming to the door. He's an invalid, confined to a wheelchair. Oh, I'm sorry. He's waiting in the solarium. Come on, please. Uncle Peter. Yes, my dear. Uncle Peter, this is Mr. Mitty. Oh, so the young man has been our savior, huh? Mr. Mitty, you must have a cup of tea with us. Yes, of course. Thank you. I was just sitting here with my tulips and thinking about... Mr. Mitty, you do like tulips. Oh, yes. Well, these bulbs were imported from Holland. Oh, were they? Did they? I mean, they are? Well, we get out from Gerber's feed store. <laughs> Personally, I'd rather raise radishes. They grow so fast and you can eat them. With cream, <laughs> Mr. Mitty? No, just salt. Oh, you mean the tea? <laughs> no, 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 just cream. I thought you meant the radishes. <laughs> Thank you. Mr. Mitty, I think it only fair to warn you that your life is in danger. Oh, well, I... Danger? Yes. If you mention this affair to anyone, if the boots should think you were involved with that little black book, he would have your throat cut. I have my... Well, why don't we call the OPA? I mean, the FBI. Well, they're trying to find the boot right now. Yes, and they'll work even harder the minute you are killed. Well, it's nice enough to... Killed? Killing would be a mercy if the boot got hold of you. It, it would? Yes, I think he enjoys a bit of torture. Oh. Burning matches held under your feet. <laughs> your fingernails pulled out one by one. <laughs> Mr. Mitty, do you follow me? Yes, but I'd rather not. I mean, I sort of get the idea. Well, I've got to go now. I've got a lot of things to do. I've got to do some shopping for my mother. You will be careful. Oh, you bet. She gets awfully mad if I buy the wrong things. I'll... Something you want? Yes, just a few things. I um, I have them written right down in my memorandum book. Let's see. Uh... Yes. Well, first I want three dozen Ming goblets, and uh, what? Crockery is on the fifth floor, sir. One diamond and platinum royal scepter. One diamond and ruby crown. The little black book. I've got the little black. Miss. Miss, I want a telephone. Oh, I don't think we sell telephones. Oh, listen, I've got to make a call. It's the FBI. I've got to call oh, them. Oh, well, the telephone booths are on the mezzanine. Thanks. Thanks. Huh. We sure do get all kinds in this store. Uh, you're sure this is the place, Mitty? Oh, sure. Rosalind Van Horn. I looked it up in the phone book. Gee, I hate to bother the FBI, but... The story about the boot is true. It's our job. Oh, wait a minute. Someone's coming now. Yes, did you ring the... Why, Walter, uh, Mr. Mitty. Oh, Miss Van Horn, I've got it. The little black book was in my briefcase, and when I started shopping... Wait, oh... who are these men? Oh, they're from the FBI. I thought I'd better bring them along in case the boot was following me. Oh, but... of course. Come in, please. Uncle Peter will be so grateful. If he could only walk, I'm sure he'd come right out here and thank you. Oh, well, I wouldn't think of it. We'll go to him. Oh, thank you. If you'll follow me, please. Uncle Peter. Yes, my dear. Uncle Peter, here's Mr. Mitty again, and these men are from the FBI. The FBI? Yes. Now, about this little black book, Mr. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Where are you going, Van Horn? Rosalind, look, your uncle's walking. Walking? He, he really shouldn't, not with a bad foot at... Oh! Bad foot! Get him! Oh. Get him! That's the boot! Oh. 
Well, what do you know? To think that all the time that fellow was the boot. Rosalind, didn't you ever suspect him? No. You see, I'd never met my uncle. He'd never been to America, but when the boot came over, his credentials were so perfect. They even fooled the Dutch embassy. Well, the FBI has him now. Too bad he got Carl Maslin first. I suppose that just before Carl died, he managed to slip the little black book into your briefcase. Oh, Walter, how will I ever be able to thank you? I don't know. We'll have to, uh, talk about that. <laughs> Walter, dear, more coffee? If you please, Mrs. Mitty. Oh, boy, oh, boy, this is living, isn't it? A wife, a home of my own, coffee for breakfast. Darling, did you finish all those proofs last night? Yes, yes, I did. New issue of Cowboy Stories. Has some pretty good yarns, too. I think I like it best of all the Pierce magazines. I've always liked the great open west, and, and the stories are so exciting, too. There was one especially last month, I think it was... The girl struggled fiercely, but her strength could not match his. And then, suddenly, her face lit up. Slim Mitty, the Perth Amboy kid, came through the door and strode grimly toward his sworn enemy, Toledo Tubby, the lowest varmint west of the Pecos. I wouldn't do that if I was you, Toledo. <laughs> I'm mighty glad to see you, Slim. Because Texas is too small for both of us. Well, start a praying, Toledo. There's a bounty for killing coyotes in these here parts, and I'm aiming to claim my share. Why, you... <laughs> you got me, Slim. You got me. Oh, Slim. Slim, I knew you'd come. But how did you get here? You were over in San Antonio. Why, ma'am, it's only a three-day ride. <laughs> three days? Why, you haven't had your clothes off in three days. <laughs> I'm used to it by now, ma'am. Slim, you're hurt. Oh, it's nothing, miss. Just a rattlesnake bite. I set the bone myself. <laughs> Oh, Slim, what would I ever do without you? Oh, now, ma'am, dry your eyes, ma'am. There'll be no more trouble at the Circle Bar Q. I'm a-promising, ma'am. No more trouble. Trouble? Walter, did you say trouble? Huh? <laughs> You're not having trouble with Mr. Pierce. Not since he promoted you. Oh, no, trouble. Oh, no, forget it. Everything's just fine. <laughs> then let's keep it that way. Hurry now, or you'll miss your train. Okay, so I'll get the next one. <laughs> so long, hon. I'll see you tonight. He took one last puff on his cigarette and snapped it away. Then, with that faint, fleeting smile playing about his lips, he walked forward to meet the enemy. A steady pace, unruffled and calm. Walter Mitty, the undefeated, in Our stars, Danny Kaye and Virginia May, will be back at the Camel Screen Guild microphone in just a few moments. According to a nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels 
than any other cigarette. Three leading independent research organizations asked 113,597 doctors, doctors practicing in every field of medicine and in every state of the union, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? When the replies came back, the brand named most was Camel. Wherever cigarettes are smoked, Camel's rich, full flavor appeals to smokers' taste. Camel's own cool mildness is welcomed by smokers' throats. Yes, everywhere, smokers are saying, Camel's suit my T-zone, that's T for taste and T for throat, to a T. <laughs> Thank you, Danny Kay and Virginia Mayo, for a most delightful 30 minutes. I wish we had time for Danny to sing one of his zany songs from the picture. But in any event, both of us count it a privilege to appear with the Camel Screen Guild players. This program contributes largely to the support of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, its country house. And we're all proud to have a share in that great work. Um, my sentiments exactly, Virginia. And I think our audience will want to know of another very swell job the Camel people are doing. Every week they send free smokes to servicemen's hospitals from coast to coast. Veterans Hospital in Walla Walla, Washington, U.S. Army Station Hospital, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and U.S. Marine Hospital, Staten Island, New York, are among the servicemen's hospitals receiving free camels this week. And all I can say is, <laughs> which means, nice going, boys. Goodbye. <laughs> Don't forget, Monday night is always a brilliant event in the Camel's Screen Guild Theater. Hollywood's greatest stars in Hollywood's greatest stories. Next Monday night, Boomerang with Dana Andrews, Jane Wyatt, Richard Widmark, and Reed Hadley. Be sure to listen. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty was directed by Bill Lawrence, adapted for radio by Harry Cronman with music by Wilbur Hatt, and was presented through the courtesy of Samuel Golden, producer of The Bishop's Wife. Virginia Mayo can currently be seen in the best years of our lives. This is Michael Roy in Hollywood saying good night and won't you have a camel? This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We appreciate you stopping by and listening in with us here on the couch. And we hope you'll keep coming back. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out some of the other episodes we have to offer, as well as new episodes, which are uploaded every Monday and Wednesday. We are listener-supported, as we have always been, by you, the listeners. We thank you all for your support. On Wednesday, we're going to be doing another of the Screen Guild Theater. It will also be a comedy. I uh, really wasn't going to announce it right now as I wanted it to be a surprise, but I do hope that you'll tune in and listen to what we have to offer. I think it's going to be a really good show, and I hope you guys do too. So, until then, this has been Couch and Coffee Table. Until next time, be good to yourself. <laughs>